Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. And there's a lot of things that you can know, but unless it gets in your heart, you don't really see it. You don't really, you're not really enlightened with it. And he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened, that you get this down in your knower, down in the place where it is set deep. Because the Bible talks about this is, and we, when we talked about this is, um, guard your heart for everything you do flows out of it. So your heart is like super important in the game. If your heart's in it, everything else follows. But if your heart's not in it, it doesn't follow. And a lot of us, we don't dream because we don't have anything in our heart. Our heart can't see properly. And our heart's been so calloused and bruised and beat up that it's not working properly. And so as I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened to what? That you may know the hope he has called you to. Now, there's two types of hope. Two. Not a lot to remember. Just two. There's the hope that he's called us to in Christ Jesus, and there's the hope that we accept. There's two hopes. And see, God's amazing. I mean, when he comes into your life, he changes everything. And he takes what's already there and makes it amazing. That's what I love about God. He doesn't totally transform you that you don't even know who you are anymore. He takes your wasteland, and he says he makes streams in the wasteland. He doesn't say, uh, let's get new real estate. Let's call Hauser, get them in here, get a new property, and let's make whole new life, whole new ground. Everything's new. Absolutely not. No, what does he do? He says, I take the wasteland, the things you thought were dead and gone and done, and I make streams in that. I take your old life, and I make it new. I don't discard your old life. I need it. He uses it to build a pond. And a lot of us, we, we accept the past as our reality, but it's not. It's just the stepping stone for your future. Your past is the stepping stone to where God wants to take you. And so you have to understand that God is, wants to do something new in you, but it's the hope that he has called you to. Now, this hope, the word hope is very cool because it, it literally means to expect with confidence. It's not to expect with some floozy, you know, don't even know what's coming, and I wishful thinking, and I'm just hoping that God shows up. Now, when we say, I hope, and I hope in God, and my hope is in him, we say, I expect it with confidence. I know it's coming. And you know how we do that? Is when you're in life, you turn around, and you look at what God has done. And then when you see all the miracles that have taken place and all the other people that God has touched in the Bible, and we read the Bible, and we see how his hand has moved, then we turn around and we have hope with confidence in what he can do. See, the present circumstance might not match God's power. That cancer hit hard. Your marriage broke apart and you didn't even see it coming. And all of a sudden, you're here in the midst of this thing that looks like God is nowhere to be found. And a lot of times, the, the magical serum is just look behind you. See what God has already done. Because when we gain faith from that, we have the hope that he's called us to, to know what he can accomplish in the future. And we send hope into the future. Do you know you're sending something into the future? 
Not like back to the future where you get in your car and you're driving, you know what I'm saying? Not like that. But you are sending things into your future, whether it be good or bad, whether you realize it or not, you're sending something into your future. So we have to choose, I'm going to send hope into my future. Now, for instance, we were going to launch this church, and we had been in a church for 10 years, and it was amazing. I mean, we had friends and comfort of just, I don't know, being with a community, and it was awesome, and nothing, nothing was wrong, but God called us to launch this church. And so I remember telling my kids, so I got down on their level, and I said, hey, listen, we're about to launch one of the greatest churches in the world. And guess what? There's going to be so many new friends. You are going to have a blast. I mean, not just fun. You're going to have the most fun you've ever had. And we're going to eat the most amazing food because Philadelphia is full of the greatest food in the world. It's amazing. And it's going to be so much fun. And there's so many parks and playgrounds we get to play on. It's going to be insane. What am I doing? I'm speaking hope into their future. I'm speaking hope into my future. Because you know what was reality? Nothing. <laughs> Figment of my imagination. Nothing was reality. I was speaking hope into our future, saying, this is what God called us to. Let me get back up to my watchtower so I can see the promised land that he called me to. Because he called me to plant the most amazing church. And we're going to have all these people come because they need to come alive to their purpose. And we're all going to do it together. We're going to change Philadelphia. But i got to come back down here in the process and speak hope into the future. Because reality is, there's nothing around us. We're starting with nothing. But can you imagine? And so you speak hope. You grab onto his hope. The hope with confidence. God, you called me this, so I know it to be true. So I walk with confidence, knowing the power that you have. It's an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing. But we are sending hope into the future, and we have to start breaking the barriers off your dreams. Y'all got barriers? I got barriers on my dreams. I got things that I think, I can't do that because I've already tried that. And this person did that, and they didn't succeed, so I can't do that. We have barriers on our dreams, but we have to understand we're not working in the natural here. We're working in the supernatural. And when God's involved, he brings super to our natural. And so the natural that we see isn't what's really possible when God's involved. God changes the game. He breaks all the rules. Ain't that great? He's a rule breaker. And we call him into our world so that he can bring the super to our natural. We can see things that we could never accomplish on our own. But with the favor and blessing of God, we speak life into everywhere we go. Can't tell you how many Uber drivers I get into, and I get so mad because they're speaking such death over my city. They start talking about Philadelphia and how dirty it is, and it's not going to amount to nothing and all this stuff. And I'm like, please don't speak that into my city. You can speak that into your life, but please don't speak that into my future because this city is going to be one of the greatest cities you've ever been a part of. It's going to be the capstone of America. It's going to be the standard, but we're speaking life into it. And the same thing with my marriage. You can speak the D word over your marriage any day. Don't speak it over mine. We don't say that word in my house. We don't say divorce. We don't. We don't talk that way. Why? Because we're speaking hope into our future. Now, if every day I woke up and said, you know, babe, I don't know. 
I think we might want to have a divorce. I think there could be a time where we could get really mad at each other and all this. If I start speaking that, you know what we're going to start believing? Wow, we're going to get a divorce. Oh, my word. Why? Because we're speaking something into our future. Something's going there. Whether we know it or not, we're sending it into our future. And so we have to speak hope and life into our future. Knowing this is not where we're supposed to be. We get that. It's not exactly how we want it. We get that. But we have confidence that God called us to something greater. And we are speaking hope into that future. In Deuteronomy, I want to talk to you about uh, the next generation. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18 says, Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates, so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. He says, write these words down. Put them down. Put these dreams I put on your heart down. And time on your hands, time on your forehead. Make sure they're always flopping in front of your face. Make sure they're always in your in your way. That's why we wear a wedding ring, by the way, because it's a reminder of the promise we made, right? And so you're always seeing it. It's always in your way. You're always using your hands, and that's why you put things on your hands. It's a reminder. I don't know if any of you write things on your wrist, but I'll do that sometimes when I want to remember something, and I'll write it down, man. Don't you know that the promises of God that he speaks over you and your family need to be written down and put in front of you at all times? And you need to put it on your refrigerator. Always walk by it. Oh, yeah. And as a reminder, oh, yeah, that's what we're called to. Oh, yeah, that's where we're headed. Oh, yeah, that's what God called me to. Not the grind that I see, not the process that I'm struggling through, not this. He called me to that. And so I'm going to make it through this, but it's because of that. You have to write it down. The Jews had this thing where they would take leather boxes and they would tie them on their fingers and they'd put the words of God in the boxes so they would always be hanging and they'd feel them at all times. And when they would sit down at the table, they'd talk about it with their kids. Hey, love the Lord your God. Love him with all your heart. You've got to obey him. He, and that will make you go well. It's the way to do things. They're always talking about it. They kept it number one because they were speaking hope into the next generation. I want to talk to you about the next generation because I believe it's one of the greatest generations that we've ever seen in the history of mankind. I mean, you got to think about where we are today with technology and what we're capable of doing. It's amazing. And the prophets spoke about this long ago when they said, all men shall see and hear and know what? The love of God. We're here. We're there. Every man and every woman on the face of the planet can know about God. So we're in a credible, serious, amazing time where this next generation is key, is key. Come on, somebody. They are the key to bringing true change to the world. But we have to build a bridge. We have to build a bridge. I see what, what's going on is all of us old people, come on, somebody, you old, just accept it. Eyesight's going, ears, can't hear no more. I got you. 
What we have is where we have is where we are. And then we have where we need to be. This is where we're going. This is our future. This is the future of Philadelphia. This is the future of the world. This is the future. And where we are, what we have is experience. Our generation has tons of experience. We've been there, done that. We've bought the t-shirt. We've tried. We've started businesses. We've worked very hard. We know we experienced life. We're here. But we need to send the next generation to the future of where we need to be. But in order to get here, because we can't get here. Let's just be real. We're too old. But we need to get to where we haven't been before. We have to send the next generation. But if we miss this transfer, it's the transfer of generations. And this is so key. This is like, this is the way Philadelphia will become one of the greatest cities in America if we do this right. It's the transfer of generations. And it's, it's the old people, the people who started companies and did it all themselves without technology, pouring into the next generation who knows how to work hard, starting companies, used to technology, and then pouring into the next generation, the ones that have no clue about starting anything, just no technology. Let's be real. This is a very amazingly easy time to live in. Everything's right here. You scroll you can like, you don't have to leave, you don't have to do anything. Everything's right here. And so it's an easy generation to stay stagnant, but we have to speak hope and life into the future. So what do we do? How do we do this? How do we build a bridge for the next generation to go where we haven't gone before? Number one, we have to show them the way. You have to show them the way. You have to say, hey, listen, this is how you love God. This is how you keep him first. This is how you're generous. I know, I know everybody. Everybody wants to give a tenth off of the, the, what is it, the net, but the gross. You know, this is how you're generous. This is how you give of your time. This is how you serve. This is how you do it. And you put that first plank in the bridge. You say, watch me. Watch me as I live. Now, this is where we get wrong because you can't preach one thing and live one thing. Your kids will find that out real quick, and they'll follow the path that you're doing, not saying. And so you have to live it and say, this is how I love God. This is how I love my wife. This is how I serve my city. This is how I give them my money and my time. This is how I do it. And then you do the next one. The next plank is challenge. So you want to challenge them. All right, your turn. Go on. Try it. And then they go. And they're trying, and it's a little wobbly, and they make some mistakes, and it's okay. It's okay because you got the third one. And I'm missing a block, but just pretend with me. Here you go. Got the third brick, which is teach. And then you teach them. And you give them pointers. All right, next time, here, try this. And try this and tweak this a little bit. And then you go on to the next one. You say, all right, watch me. And you show them. You say, watch, this is how I do it. This is how I love God. This is how I serve people. This is how I do it. And we build a bridge for them to get to the future that God designed for them. But if we don't make the transfer, they won't go nowhere. They'll sit on the potential and sit on the amazing promise that God has for this world. But we have to set them up. We've got to build a bridge. We've got to show them and challenge them and teach them and then show them and challenge them and teach them and then show them and challenge them and teach them. And that's going to be one of the greatest transfers. If we can transfer to the next generation to say, this is how we're going to change the world. We don't act like we know it all, but we set a foundation for them to build upon. 
See, if we can set the groundwork and show them what it means to work hard, show them what it means to lay down uh, your life for others, show them what it means to do life on purpose. There's a difference between doing life and doing life on purpose. There's a difference between uh, just going to the mall and walking around or going to the mall with a specific thing in mind that you're going to buy. Right? You could be there for hours just going and not accomplish a thing. The same in life. You could just go through life and not accomplish nothing because you're just doing life. But if you have intentionality and you start to say, all right, I have a specific purpose why I'm here. And you start changing your focus. You start saying, who's someone that I can pour into? Who's someone that I can leave a legacy to? And these little world changes, I love that we got to dedicate these little ones because, you know, us as a church, we're setting a culture that gives them confidence to then have the competence to do what they are created to do. But without that foundation, without that culture, there's nothing for them to stand upon. So what we're doing is we're building, we're grinding, we're setting it up, we're making it happen so that they can stand upon it and say, wow, oh, this is how you do it. This is how you love God. This is how you serve your city. This is how you come alive to the purpose. Because mom and dad, because grandma and grandpa, because my mentor at work, because the person that's pouring into me, that person is showing me where to go. And then he says, he says, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Love the Lord your God and walk in obedience. Write them down. Write them down. Write them down. When's the last time you wrote down what God was saying to you and you put it in front of you? Man, write it down. It's so important. It's the things that count. And that's why I love, I love Change Kids. Let me tell you, my kids count down the days for Change Kids. Oh, they love it. It's so much fun. They say, Dad, this is the funnest thing I've ever been to. And you, I, I don't even know what we're going to do this time. Miss Kirby comes up with the craziest. And it's like, what the jest? So much fun. It's more than fun and games. Because our Change Kids team is speaking hope into the next generation. They're saying, hey, this is how it is to love God. This is how you worship. This is how you, you give. This is how you're generous. This is how you love people. This is how we drop our differences and pick up what we care about. Because everybody around you looks different. That's okay. We drop that and we pick up what we care about. We all care about people. We all care and we love each other. This is how you do it. And that's what Change Kids is doing is speaking hope and to those that hold the future. Because they're the future holders. They're the ones that the future uh, they, that belongs to them. I mean, literally, they are the ones that are going to change the world. So we speak hope and life. That's why we, we treat such with importance that area out there. It's because those kids are the ones that are going to change the world. But it takes us to speak life into them, speak hope into them, to say, you can do it. You can do it. And now, I would try this a little differently, okay? But come back here. You can do it. You can do it. Because this is the hope that God has called you to. And we keep their eyes on where we're going. We keep their eyes on where we're going. Uh, when we first got married, me and Ashley, we sat down and we talked about our life. You know that you do this when you're newlywed. You start talking about your dream house and your cars that you want. And I wanted a Humvee, like an H1. Silly stuff. But I wanted it really bad because it was like bulletproof and stuff. Wouldn't that be so cool? Just to plow through traffic, literally. You know what <laughs> Traffic doesn't bother me. I just go right over it. Um, 
But we were talking about like where we're going to go, what we're going to do, what we're going to save for, and our kids, and all that stuff. And this was before we had anything. This is our present circumstance, right? And this is where we were. We didn't have a thing. But we started talking about it. And we started planning. And we started writing it down. What do we want to do? What do we want to accomplish? What do we want to save for? And we started saving. And it was so exciting. Now, did that change anything in our hands? No. We still lived in a trailer, you know? We still had nothing. We still had no cars. We didn't have anything like that. But we started saving. We started planning. And we started to think through where we want to be. And so we set up a future for our kids. And now today, our kids stand upon something that we planned out years ago. And what started as a hope, what started as a dream, what started as nothing, now is reality for them. And what we're doing is we're taking our dreams now, and we're speaking life into the future to where the future, those dreams become reality. And so for our kids, for those around us, for our jobs, for our careers, for our marriages, for our homes, everything, for your schooling, for where you're headed, you're speaking hope and dreams into your future to make your dreams a reality. Sometimes it starts with writing it down. What am I going to do? What am I going to accomplish? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do right now so that I can speak this into reality tomorrow so that the next generation and the future me will look back and thank you for what you did now in order to accomplish what happens tomorrow. But we're building this today. And it takes us taking the blindfolds off and realizing this isn't where we're staying. We're not okay with where we are. We're looking at the hope that God has called us to, not the hope that we've been accepting for years, but the hope that he calls us to of the true inheritance of the children of God. And it's in that that we start dreaming big. Not just big dreams, God-sized dreams. What's a God dream for your family? What's a God dream for your business? What's a God dream for your little ones? Something that's too big for you to handle. But if God gets in the midst of it, it's reality. I love this church because we have some dreamers in here. I mean, I look around. Every one of you, you're a dreamer. You believe in what God can do. And there's power in that because we are changing the future by speaking hope and sending hope into the future. Let's pray. I want to pray over you today. I believe God has some amazing things for you that you don't even know yet. Things maybe that you haven't even heard from him yet. But I know that when we start to listen, when we start to have uh, the eyes of our heart really involved, it's then that we can know the reality of who God is. So I want to pray over you today. God, I pray for these in this room that you would speak such life into them. And God, the hopes that they've accepted, maybe they aren't up to your standards. Maybe they aren't up to what you have planned and purposed for their lives. God, I pray that you would help enlighten them. 
to see the hope that you're calling them to. The hope for their little ones. The hope for their marriages. The hope for their lives, their careers, their businesses. Who they are, God. I pray that you would just speak life and hope into their future. Help us to write it down. Help us to talk about it daily and get it in front of us so that we never lose sight of where we're going. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.